All right. Hello. Today, I want to talk about a promise for believers from God. The Bible is full of promises. Even the commandments are tethered to promises. But today, this is a promise I want to speak on. God will provide everything you need and I need to participate in our new mission for Christ and for God's glory and for our joy. God will give us everything we need. Now, the Apostle Paul, he writes the believers in Corinth that they might um, take up a collection for the suffering believers in Jerusalem. And he uses the Macedonian church as an example for them to emulate. And, and then after the example, he's going to follow up with an amazing promise from God, which we'll take a look at. All right, well, 2 Corinthians 8, 1, and Paul begins. Uh, we want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia, for in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part, for they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. So first I want us to notice that Paul pre-exempts or preempts his, uh, his example by saying that what I'm about to say is a gift of grace from God on the, the Macedonians. So this is something from God. It's, it's not something that they found in themselves. And then, very quickly, Paul gives us a list of ingredients that make up the grace, this gift of grace that God gave uh, the Macedonians. But first, think about this. If, if you've ever put on a baker's hat in your house and made your favorite sassy mama or ooey-gooey butter cake, you know that some of the ingredients taste good on their own, but most are unpleasant and disagreeable by themselves. Like raw eggs, right? I mean, some people may like them. Flour by itself, bleh. Baking soda, salt, unsweetened chocolate. It might make you throw up, actually, if you've never tried it. Now, sugar is great. They add the sugar to the cake, of course. Still alone, uh, no matter how much you eat of sugar by itself, it's probably going to wind up making you throw up anyway. And, uh, and it's not going to be anything compared to that mouth-watering cake that uh, you're thinking of right now. I know the one you're thinking of. There's one you have in mind, right? So the, the ingredients, Paul used in, in God's grace upon the Macedonians was a severe test of affliction. Uh, that might have been the salt. And, and extreme poverty, that might have been the baking powder and the flour. And then he says, enjoy, right? Let's see, what did it say? Um, they're extreme, okay. Abundance of joy, he says. So, so hey, when those things get mixed together, though, 
With God's grace, a magical, spontaneous combustion happens, a wealth of generosity towards others, to the point of wanting to share pieces of the cake of God's grace with others. These poverty-stricken, afflicted believers even begged Paul to let them participate in the mission. So where's the promise? Well, Paul continues, beginning in 2 Corinthians 9, 6. And here's what he says. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So notice as Paul encourages the Corinthians, he adds this stipulation to their giving. They should do it cheerfully. That is, as the Macedonians did with joy. And, uh, well, I'll add this here too. Um, this, this is um, this principle of of cheerfully giving all for Christ. We see it in salvation. Remember the parable that Jesus gave in Matthew 13, 44 about coming to Christ and about seeing him as the great treasure. He said this, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and he buys that field. So, the gospel is not just for initial salvation, but to be played out every day. And we are to, 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 to be a cheerful giver and in abundance of joy beg to give in the mission of Christ. All right? And you see that God, uh, he supplied the Macedonians in the example, everything they needed and more to be a part of the mission. It's about the mission. It's about the glory of God. And we get to participate, and the Macedonians got joy. And then check out what Paul says next. Verse 8, And God is able, this is great, to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Wow, did you notice how many times God's promise included the word all and every and uh, it's amazing i mean god is extreme in his gifts on us all grace all sufficiency all things all times every good work when we cheerfully give in faith god keeps his promise to spill over his extreme blessings into our life not for our own lustful desires but that we might be about the new mission that he has implanted in us. And God knows the best blessings to give us uh, for his mission. Money for me will probably go against the kingdom's work. I might think I have I could do it good and use it for him, but he knows that it, it would turn on me. But he gives me what he needs, what I need. And that's what I want as well. So... Um, it's, and Paul just told us why God gives us these blessings. It's so we may abound in every good work. It's for God's glory, you see. Then verse 11, Paul's, once again, he just cuts to the chase. He's very blunt. He leaves no doubt about what, what God's end goal is for the promise 
that he has just given the Corinthians. He says this, You will be enriched in every way, to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Notice again the extremity of God's promise, enriched in every way, to be generous in every way. You know, that's an amazing promise, and it is accompanied by, by much, an abundance of joy. And then the ultimate end is God being glorified himself. I mean, our joy ends in worship with thanksgiving to God. Uh, thank you, Lord, for the best cake ever made. In Jesus, amen.